want to make a podcast, Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. That was really corny. What's up, guys? Welcome back to 8020. My name is Lily. I'm your host. I'm absolutely pumped because I just placed an order for some products that I am handing out at an event tomorrow and I'm so so excited. I guess I should have talked about the event on the podcast sooner but I feel like I have such a widespread audience across the world that I wasn't really sure how exactly this event is gonna go for me specifically. Basically, I am participating in my esthetician's open house. She's holding a open house event at her studio and she invited a local plastic surgery office that does Botox to come in. They're doing like a Botox special. Um, There are a couple other local vendors that are going to be there. Little Miss Lovely, she's a local florist, puts together beautiful arrangements. Um, I believe Love Your Mama is going to be there too. She runs a sustainable shop here in Ocean City and a couple other people as well. I live in a very small town and small businesses are everything here. So just to be able to have the opportunity to stand beside some of the successful small businesses in this town that I admire so greatly is just so amazing. So if you guys are in the area, if you are within, I don't know, I mean, how far are people willing to drive? I was going to say like a 20 mile radius, but I don't know, maybe more than that, um, of Berlin, Maryland, just right outside of Ocean City. Um, You are more than welcome to come to the event. It's taking place on Friday, July 30th from 3 to 7. If you guys are interested in more details, you can check out the flyer posted on my Instagram page. Um, It's in a highlight. It's the events highlight. Or you can DM me for more details, but I'm super pumped. I just ordered some recipe cards that I'm going to be handing out. I'm doing a special version of my Good Things Come in Threes program. I made it into a little self-guided book for people to purchase and take home. And then of course, I will also do consultations if people are up for it. So I'm super pumped. If you guys are in the area and want to come, DM me, let me know. I would love to see you there. And it's just going to be so cool to hopefully meet some of you guys. So in other news, today's episode is the second Ask Lily of season two. 
and you guys asked some really good questions per usual. So I think that we're just going to go ahead and roll into it. I will obviously read the questions and then give you my answers or advice. I got a ton of really, really good questions. You guys always ask a lot of relationship-related questions, which I find really interesting because a lot of them are like, I have this toxic boyfriend. Should I break up with him? And it's like, you just answered your own question. He's toxic. Yes, break up with him. So you guys ask me a lot of questions like that. And I think that those questions just stem from not necessarily having the confidence in yourself to know that you intuitively know what the right answer is and getting to work one-on-one or in a group setting with people is so cool because I get to coach people through answering their own questions if that kind of makes sense so I don't know anyway I'm gonna give you guys my advice I guess I'm gonna answer your questions in today's episode but typically I like people to answer their own questions also this isn't me saying not to ask a question I love 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 reading your questions I'm just saying that it's funny because a lot of times you really know the answer but sometimes it's nice to hear some big sister friendly advice as well so let's do it ask Lily number two If you aren't already following me on Instagram, you definitely should. That is where you have the opportunity to ask me questions. My username is just at LilyRaco. And if you ever have a question that pops in your head that you want to ask me before I put out the announcement to ask me questions, just send me a DM with your question and I will stick it in the file and we'll get to it. Um, You can also follow the podcast Instagram, which is at 8020. And if you like today's episode, Don't be afraid to subscribe to get notified when a new episode does go live. I post every Monday and Thursday. First question of the day is from Riley and she says, Hey Lily, I have a question for your upcoming episode. How did you handle the feedback from taking a step back from the typical college lifestyle? Did you lose close friends that were into that sort of lifestyle? If you guys are following me on Instagram, um, you know that I posted a reel a couple days ago comparing 2019 me to today me. And if you aren't following me on Instagram, you definitely should because I love posting reels just like that. And I got a ton of really, really cool feedback from you guys on that reel, just saying how either you follow me since I was in high school and it's just cool to see how far I've come or that you have a similar experience or you're going through something similar and I've gotten so many DMs from a bunch of people just saying how it's inspiring and they want that type of transformation too and that's what I really really hope um, this podcast does for people or that my work does for people because it's so important for me to just I don't know shout from the rooftops essentially how fucked up the typical college lifestyle is like it doesn't set people up for for success like picture this you are literally 18 years old you've never lived away from home in your entire life you get thrown into a room where you literally sleep like three feet from a stranger you have to put all of your food in a mini fridge that you guys share if you even have a mini fridge and then you get to go to the dining hall luckily at my school my freshman year dining hall was actually pretty good It could always have been better though. There was a pretty generous salad bar and there was always like some grilled chicken if that's what you wanted, but for the most part, it was all like pizza and pasta. And I don't know, I mean, the food was genuinely good, but just the healthy options aren't really there and I lucked out with my dining hall. A lot of people don't have a really good dining hall. 
And just the fact that you eat in a dining hall is weird. Like, why don't you have a kitchen? Why don't you have your own personal space? Why is everybody so stressed out all the time? It's like a competition of who can be the most stressed out. And that's not even really scratching the surface. I could go on and on and on and on about this topic, but long story short, the typical college lifestyle really does not set people up for success. It sets people up for mental health issues, extreme stress, and then you get sick because you're so stressed out. And then it also encourages you to cope with all of your problems by going out every single night. And then the whole phrase that's like, oh, you're not an alcoholic until until you graduate college. Like, no, if you're blacking out every weekend, you have a problem. But it's glorified, right? People think that, oh, like, blacking out every weekend is so cute. It's not. It's really, really not. Like, waking up and not remembering how you got there or what you did last night is terrifying. Anyway, back to your question, Riley. Um, how did I handle the feedback from leaving my first school? I feel like at that point, I was so just sad that there was nothing that anyone could say to me that would make me feel worse about myself than I already did. I also was prepared for people to talk badly about me. It came as no surprise when I got some negative feedback from some of my old sorority sisters. But I will say that the overwhelming amount of support that I got, surprising support that I got from people in my sorority and from people who just simply followed me on Instagram, people were nicer about it than they were mean about it. There were more people that supported my decision than people that didn't support my decision. And it's crazy because the people that didn't support my decision were the people who hurt me the most while I was there, which also came as no surprise to me. And I just kind of like mentally prepared for that. And I also just like left like all the group chats that, you know, could possibly (laughs) go off with, I don't know, drama. And I just kind of like distanced myself from a lot of people who hurt me. And that was honestly just the best way of handling that entire thing for me and like yes I burned some bridges along the way I wish things could have gone differently but that just wasn't the case um and you know everything happens for a reason and I think that my time at DePaul led me to where I am today um I got to meet Sam like I was always supposed to meet him and that was I think one of the reasons why I felt such like a strong pull to go to that school in the first place and I still do have friends there like on this reel that I posted, like some girls that I was friends with at DePaul comment, commented that I haven't really talked to in a while and it's super sweet to hear from them. Um, I'm still good friends with all of Sam's fraternity brothers. They're like the coolest people. I think ultimately, whenever you have to make a decision like that, you just have to think of yourself first and people can either be okay with it or they can be not okay with it and you have to be okay with the fact that some people aren't going to be okay with it. Um, okay. <laughs> I think we can move on. Alexis asks advice on being comfortable being alone and not being around friends 24-7 to feel fulfilled in college. I think social media has a lot to do with it. People tend to get FOMO if all of their friends are out and they had to stay in and study. I think if you're a more extroverted person to begin with, this is harder for you. That's just how you're wired in the first place. So if you need to be around people to recharge Find other people that also like to be around people. And then when it comes to things like going to get dinner in the dining hall by yourself or like going to get a cup of coffee by yourself, like those are just a few things that you're going to have to be okay with doing alone because 
you're not always going to have the same schedule as your extroverted friends that are always going to want to go and get a cup of, cup of coffee with you or who are always going to want to go to the dining hall with you. There might be a night or two where you're going to have to go alone. That's okay. Like, you can do things by yourself. It's not impossible and it's really just a mental thing, right? Like, you know exactly where the dining hall is. You know exactly probably what you're going to have to eat that day. So, there shouldn't be any problem just going and getting it, right? But then we have this fear like, oh my gosh, like, what if people see me and I'm alone and they think that I don't have any friends and then you just go down the spiral of just lies that you're telling yourself when really that time that you wasted thinking about it, you could already have dinner, right? So, just getting over that initial fear of doing things by yourself can be a little scary but once you just kind of rip the band-aid off, it gets a lot easier. Alexis also asked tips on staying confident in your own skin, not comparing yourself to what others think, especially on your health journey. Also tips on feeling confident in the gym. So, okay, feeling confident in the gym, that kind of ties in with doing things alone, right? Like you can go to the gym by yourself and it's a lot easier if you kind of know your way around the gym. And if you don't, this would be a great opportunity to either find a buddy that knows the gym pretty well and you guys can go together until you get comfortable or find a personal trainer and have them teach you how to get comfortable in the gym. The amount of people that I see in the gym that have, first off, poor form who are doing workouts that just really aren't doing anything for them um, or people that just kind of walk around aimlessly like looking for the next empty machine because they didn't really plan their workout very well. Like getting someone who can tell you what to do or going to a workout class. This is why I love workout classes because you don't have to put much thought into it, right? You just show up, you clip into the bike, you roll out your mat, you hop on the treadmill at Orange Theory, whatever you're doing, you show up, they tell you what to do and you just put in the work. And as far as not comparing your own journey to someone else's, I mean, you kind of answered your own question there. It just comes with feeling confident in yourself. And there's nothing that I could tell you on a podcast that would replace the genuine feeling of confidence in yourself. And that is just work. That's just work that you have to put in on your own time, especially when you're not feeling confident in yourself. That's a great time to figure out why. What's going on? Why don't you feel good? And what can you do that will make you feel better? Next question comes from Ashley. She says, hi, Lily. First off, thank you so much for a great podcast. I'm obsessed and it definitely helps to get me into a better headspace. I'm so, so happy to hear that. Thank you so much for your kind words. I have an Instagram page all about mental health and self-care, but despite putting out helpful content on that page, sometimes I still see myself struggling with anxiety and negative feelings. How can I effectively get myself out of a self-deprecating and self-doubting mindset when things don't go as expected? Just because you have an Instagram page dedicated to mental health and self-care doesn't mean that you're not allowed to have bad days. About a week ago, I recorded an episode about how I was just feeling off. I was feeling funky and I'm still kind of feeling like that. And just because I have a podcast about being the best version of yourself doesn't mean that I'm always going to feel like the best version of myself. I think that having some sort of page like that can almost be used as motivation in a way. So you have these people that follow you and come to your page to get inspired or to get a self-care tip or to get, you know, a fun fact about about their brain, about mental health. And these people are coming to your page and they're probably pretty similar to you, right? They're human too. They all have bad days. They're probably also struggling with anxiety and speaking negatively to themselves. And that's what makes your page so important. And as far as your question about effectively getting yourself out of a self-doubting mindset when things don't go expected. 
I feel like I need a little bit more detail about your situation to kind of exactly pinpoint how to take this and give you more advice on it, but I think not having expectations is going to be your best bet. When you go into something with expectations, you're going to get let down. It's just how the world works. But if you don't have expectations or if you have low expectations, you will either be pleasantly surprised or not really affected one way or the other. So that's kind of my take on expectations. Haley asks, do you think that balance actually exists? Each week is so different. I feel like I can't find balance in my routines. Honestly, Haley, I do not think balance exists. I used to think that it did, but let me tell you why it doesn't. Balance would mean that you're putting 50% into one thing or 50% to another thing. Or it would mean that you're putting 25% into your mental health, 25% into school, 25% into your relationships, and 25% into your part-time job. That's a pretty shitty way to allocate your levels of effort, right? So some days you're going to have to make up your own percentages, right? You're going to have to put 110% into school. You're going to have to spend 75 minutes moving your body because you know that that helps to alleviate stress. You're going to have to call two of your friends because that's what you need to do to help maintain those relationships. You're just going to have to make it up as you go along and I don't think that balance is necessarily going to be a part of that. Um, I think that juggling might be a better way to explain it but I also think that your routines are what will keep you sane. That being said, having a morning routine that you know you're going to wake up and do is one of the best things that you can do for your mental health. Right when you wake up, there's no guessing. There's no jumping right on your phone. There's no jumping right into work. Like You have a morning routine and you're going to do it whether it's five minutes or 50 minutes. You're going to do it and it's going to make you feel good and it's going to set yourself up for success. And I think that routines are kind of the backbone of what makes you feel like life is balanced. Julia asks, are you on birth control? I want to go on it, but I'm scared that I will mess up my hormones. I just want to preface this by saying that different things work for different people. But the fact that, Julia, you're worried that it's going to mess up your hormones obviously means that you probably would like to do a little bit more research on this before you dive in. And I think that that is a great way to do this. I don't think that people know the truth about birth control when they get on it. Like doctors just hand it out like candy and they don't tell you that you're going to take this fake hormone and it's going to just throw everything off in your body. I went on it when I was 15, I think, for acne, but nobody told me that in order to fix my acne, I had to fix my gut too, and I had to lower my stress levels. Um, so yeah, you gotta fix your gut, you gotta fix your st- stress levels, you have to fix your food, you have to fix your relationships. Like, birth control is great if you're trying not to have a child, But for all these other things that they say it fixes, it's just a band-aid solution, right? So here, just take this magic pill. It will magically make everything go away. So I was on birth control, the pill, for about three years. And then when I went off to college, I got the IUD, the hormonal ID. I never really felt quite right when I was on that. Um, I just had... A lot of, also birth control made me really depressed. So yeah, a lot of mental side effects. Um, my skin just was bad again. Also, that's another reason why I'm I'm still working on my skin is because I'm trying to repair my hormones and get them back to being healthy 
21 year old hormones there's a lot of things about birth control that the doctors don't tell you and i encourage you to read books like beyond the pill to really hone in on honestly like the truth behind birth control and why it's prescribed so easily i mean literally they hand it out like candy you can just i think you can just get it online like you don't even have to talk to a doctor you can just talk to some online doctor in like a chat box and they'll prescribe it to you but really when you start looking into it and i notice this in clients too like everybody who i talk to is on birth control which isn't a bad thing if you're trying not to have a kid I totally get it. But everybody who I talk to is on birth control and they all have some sort of symptom that they went on birth control to fix. And not only is the symptom back, but a ton of other symptoms are present that they didn't have before. So I would really recommend that you read up on it. Beyond the Pill is a great book to read. Woman Code by Elisa Vitti is another really great book to read. While you're reading those books, write down questions that you have, questions that still have not been answered or questions that you would like your doctor to personally elaborate on and then go talk to your doctor. Ask them these questions and just see what they say. And that might be a great option to try to kind of navigate if birth control is for you or not. Now, if you're trying to prevent pregnancy, obviously you're going to need to do some type of birth control. So like I said, I got my IUD out back in March and I've been feeling better ever since then. I'm still doing some work on my hormones and fixing my gut just from the damage that the past like five or so plus years of being on birth control has caused. So I'm using natural cycles to prevent pregnancy. Natural cycles is a natural form of birth control that tracks your cycle and tracks when you ovulate. So contrary to popular belief, you can't just get pregnant any day of the week. It has to be within a few days before or after ovulation. Ovulation, if you didn't know, is the process of your body releasing an egg um, with the potential of being fertilized. If you use natural cycles, you take your temperature first thing in the morning, you just reach over, grab the thermometer, stick it in your mouth, nowhere else, just your mouth, um, and you take your temperature. And then you just log the temperature um, in the app that coincides with the thermometer and it will begin to track your cycle. It takes a couple of months to kind of learn about your body. It's actually really cool to know exactly what your body's doing and then track your body's symptoms depending on what phase of your cycle you're in. The app will also tell you if you are fertile or not fertile and depending on your goals. So if you're trying to prevent pregnancy, everything on the screen will be red and red obviously means like stop, don't do that. Over the next few days, it's typically about six to ten days. It also depends on how well you log your cycle because the more information that you give the app, the better it can track your cycle. And then on days when you're not fertile, it'll be green, it'll say not fertile, and you're free to participate in whatever extracurricular activities you choose. So that is natural cycles in a nutshell. And I've really been enjoying it. I will leave a referral link in the description if you guys want to check it out. This isn't sponsored, although I would love for Natural Cycles to sponsor me because I literally love their method of birth control. It's the best I've ever used. I've been on the pill, I've been on the IUD, and I've done Natural Cycles, and Natural Cycles is the best. And so far, I've not had any issues. So, I will leave a referral link in the description, and I think that you guys get like, I don't know, 10% off and like a free thermometer or something. Don't quote me on that, but I'll leave the info in the description if you guys want to check it out. 
Um, highly recommend. Obviously, it's something that you have to commit to doing. You can't just like take your temperature once or twice a month and that's that. Like you actually have to do it pretty much every single day. You have to commit to it and you also have to pay attention to what the app is telling you like yes or no depending on where in your cycle you are. And I also think that it's important to talk to your um, significant other about this decision because if they're not willing to help you with this in a way, like if they're not willing to abide by the rules of where you are at in your cycle, then it's time to talk about maybe just the value of your relationship as a whole. Emily wants to know my current go-to recipes. I made a really, really good curry today, a chickpea curry. So I'm just going to say that has been my go-to recently because it's super easy. You just make it and then you have it for like three or four days, which honestly, by the end of it, you're going to get tired of eating curry, but it's really yummy and it's a simple meal prepping recipe. And then of course, my crowd favorite chocolate chip cookies are always gonna be on my top favorites list. If you guys haven't gotten that recipe yet, it's pretty darn good. I'm not sure if it's still on a highlight, but I think I might have taken it down because I am doing something with a lot of my recipes and I didn't want too too many of them floating around, but maybe I'll post it again at some point for a limited limited time only for those who, who want to snag it. Okay, Jasmine asks, I'm moving out of the country away from my family for the first time any advice. I get such negative thoughts and I'm scared that my mental health will be affected when I move. Try to flip this belief because if you go into it thinking that it's going to be a bad situation, it definitely will be. There's no doubt about it. But if you go into it thinking like, yes, I'm going to miss my family, but it's so good that I'm going to miss them because I love them. And if you go into it thinking that this is a great adventure, a new opportunity, the next chapter of your life, and, and who knows what could happen, this move could be the best decision that you ever make. But if you go into it thinking that it's going to be the worst decision you've ever made, then of course it's going to be the worst decision that you've ever made. So going into it with an open mind, which is so much easier said than done, but truly like it's all about mindset, right? Your mind can really make or break an experience for you. Hannah asks, how do I tell my ex-best friend that I actually still want to be your friend? It's always interesting to me in any situation why people go back to their exes, whether it be ex-best friend or ex-relationship. There's a reason why you guys aren't friends anymore and depending on how long it's been you sometimes forget the bad stuff and you only remember the good stuff or you glorify it right like you romanticize well not romanticize the friendship that's not what I meant but you kind of glorify it right you kind of forget the bad stuff that they did or the way that they made you feel or I don't know the backstabbing or the shit talking whatever the situation was most of the time that kind of gets forgotten and only the good memories remain like oh you know we used to hang out and have a sleepover every Friday night and I miss that or we used to have these traditions and it was so fun and you just remember the good stuff but really think about why you guys aren't friends and think about if it's worth going through that again and ultimately it's your call right like if you reach out to her and say you know times have changed I would love to be your friend again and she says yes and things go well like I hope that that's the scenario I really really do and it never hurts to reach out to someone because they could be feeling the exact same way so it really is just on case-by-case -case basis like I don't know why she's your ex-best friend 
I don't know what the scenario was. I'd say think long and hard about it and then reach out to her and just see what comes of it. All right, you guys, that is going to be it for the Q&A today. Thank you so much to everyone who submitted questions. If you have a question that you want to be featured in next month's episode, be sure to send me a DM. My Instagram links will be in the description. Also, don't be shy. If you're in the area, come swing by Skin Fitness in Berlin from 3 to 7 on Friday. And I'm super pumped for the event. And I really, really hope to see some of you there. Thank you for listening to this episode of 8020. If you enjoyed it, please let me know by dropping a rate and a review. This helps more people just like you find and listen to the show. Don't forget to follow me, Lily, on Instagram. My username is at LilyRako, that's L-I-L-Y-R-A-K-O-W, and follow the podcast Instagram page as well, which is 8020pod, that's 8020pod on Instagram. New episodes of 8020 go live every Monday and Thursday, or subscribe to stay up to date with the latest.